Welcome to the APTA podcast. Defining moment spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she became a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This essay is read by its author, John Seip, PT, DPT, an emergency department physical therapist at Essential Health, a level one trauma facility in Duluth, Minnesota. The patient I was to evaluate on a day in November, 2020, was a wife and a mother, a woman in her late seventies who had experienced early onset dementia. She relied on care provided by her husband and daughters. She was doing well until she fell a few months earlier and fractured her hip. She never fully recovered from the injury and over time became basically united with her reclining chair. The level of care she needed from her husband and daughters increased. Though dementia tried to steal her away, it never quite could because her husband stayed at her side until that day in November, that is, until COVID-19 hospitalized them both. What brought me to that moment was my position as a physical therapist at a level one trauma hospital that serves a large rural population in the Northern US. While I primarily am in the emergency department, I help sometimes in the acute care where I tend to gravitate towards complex patients, situations that require problem solving, time and teamwork with the physicians. During the first six months of the COVID-19 pandemic, the ED was consistently less busy than normal and I had been spending more time in the acute care ward. The pandemic surge planning was starting to feel a bit like an overreaction given that so far, few people in my hometown were dealing with COVID-19. That was my frame of mind when I met the patient in the acute care on that November day. My plan was to evaluate her while the family was present so that I and the occupational therapist with me could ask them about their living situation and prior level of function. This was likely going to be a simple evaluation done mainly for discharge planning as the family was concerned about the patient being too weak to return home from the hospital. The OT was with me because the patient was likely going to need the help of two people. According to the medical chart, she had been lethargic for a couple of days. Together, we were going to assess her strength and tolerance to mobility. We planned to help the patient sit up and maybe stand, hopefully to wake her from her lethargy. Then we would lay her back down and move on to the next patient. My plans were challenged the moment I walked into that room. What I saw was a daughter holding the hand of her father while he gasped for air, taking in his last breaths. His wife, our patient, was lethargic, unaware, eyes closed, perfectly still. I immediately felt like an intruder and had the urge to apologize and walk out. The patient's daughter saw my hesitation and said it was okay for us to be there. She encouraged us to work with her mother. Her father wanted his wife to get stronger so she could become more independent again. She told us he would be happy to see her being cared for despite the circumstances. I hoped that by helping the patient sit up, she would finally wake from the slumber she had been in for days. The occupational therapist and I 
assisted the patient to the edge of the bed because she could not sit up on her own. Once she saw her husband in the adjacent bed, she was awake. She wanted to stand. We tried three times, but she was too weak. Her husband might as well have been on the other side of a river. While sitting there, she kept reaching toward him, but she could do nothing while he gasped for air. She stared silently for a few minutes. Her husband opened his eyes and saw her sitting there. His breathing changed for a moment as they looked at each other, probably for the last time. His eyes closed again and he laid his head on the pillow. She finally spoke. She said she was tired and she needed to lie down. The occupational therapist asked the patient if she knew where she was. She said no. We gently laid her down and helped her get comfortable. The patient once again resumed the silent, eyes closed position we saw when we first walked in. We then traded places with a Catholic priest. The patient's family said thank you and we walked out of the room where a husband was dying, a daughter grieved, a priest comforted, and a woman, wife, and mother slept, confused, quiet, and still. Something changed in me during this evaluation. I'd been carrying around this unsettled feeling about COVID-19, the politics, the opinions, the statistics, the noise. All of that stopped when the daughter gave us permission to be there. The moment I left my story and entered theirs. They invited me in because they loved her and wanted to see that she was being cared for despite her dementia, despite her COVID-19 diagnosis, and despite the fact that her husband was dying. The room was filled with a palpable sadness and a peaceful love at the same time. None of the noise of the outside world, nor my concerns about it, made it into that room. When we left the room, both the occupational therapist and I took a breath. We knew that we had just experienced something special, something that made us thankful to be therapists and to have been given the training and opportunity to care for people in ways that no matter how small or brief, were meaningful and specific. Initially, I felt empathy, sadness, and grief. But soon afterward, I felt something else. I felt an increased sense of responsibility. I became upset about my callous attitude towards COVID-19 related deaths as statistics. I had a better appreciation for having taken the precaution of canceling Thanksgiving plans with my family and putting other prized activities on hold such as a mentorship program at a local skate park that had placed me in contact with high school and college age students who I could tell weren't taking social distancing guidelines seriously. I made these sacrifices because my patients trust me. They trust that I have their best interests in mind. They trust that I'm leaving my own story behind and focusing entirely on theirs before I put on the scrubs. I'm not saying everything in my personal life has to revolve around patient care, but I cannot ignore that my experiences and choices shape me 
as both a person and a physical therapist. Every patient interaction is a collision of stories, theirs and mine, told and untold, that enter into a brief relationship of trust that results in a change in both the patient and me. To a patient, who I am matters as often as much as what I do. In the following days, I reflected upon this moment and moments like this that I have experienced over the years working in the hospital and emergency department. I thought about my role as a physical therapist. While it is important to be skilled at my craft and provide the best care I can, I realized that physical therapy is only half of what occurs when a patient's story and mine merge in the treatment room. I may intend to provide a particular treatment, but what the patient takes from that interaction may be something completely different. I also was reminded that sometimes it is the smallest of things that patients actually need. Simply sitting up, looking out a window, walking, being with someone who cares for a little while. I was further reminded that patients should never be dismissed because of a diagnosis or lack of potential. I almost did not evaluate this patient because I thought she has dementia, she's lethargic, she has problems that I can't fix now. I will not change the outcome if I evaluate her today or tomorrow. I thought it would be wise to triage her off my list for the day and see someone who I predicted would benefit more from my services. I was wrong. This patient needed my physical therapy evaluation, not because she needed something fixed, changed, or solved, but because she needed care, even if for reasons I couldn't imagine prior to entering that room. In the weeks and months following this evaluation, the pandemic caught up to my hometown. The intensive care units remained full for three months. Though the pandemic did not overwhelm our system like it did in those of some larger cities, it did fill about half of the hospital and had a significant effect on the lives of many patients and families. There was more death and suffering than I have ever seen in the ICU, which has caused my colleagues and me to pause and reevaluate. I hope that moving forward, we all hold on to the lessons we have learned and can grow from them so that this experience will not have been for naught. As for me, I continue to mull over the purpose of my evaluation that day. In fact, what is my purpose in any patient interaction? The obvious answer is to provide physical therapist services. The reality is that I may never fully know the whole of a patient's desires or expectations. In the future, I will try to remain humble and mentally flexible when I evaluate a patient. I felt humbled and honored to be a part of this family's story, to help make those few moments just a bit better. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts.